Coming to you from our Dance Dance Revolution Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Mongo Cast episode 49 for July 25th, 2006. Woo! No, 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 I got a better idea. Forget the show, let's go do Dance Dance. I, I challenge you. Uh, Melissa, get off my show. Tell me when. Good. Tell me when. Good. See why I do. <laughs> Hold on. See why GoDaddy.com is the world's number one domain registrant. Enter the code RON to receive 10% off your GoDaddy purchase. For the next seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I forgot what I had to say. Thing. Well, uh, considering Andrew's previous uh, experience with live Michael Cast, yes, Andrew. The music. Don't you hear the music? No. What music? I must admit, I don't. You hear it now? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do. Oh. That's pretty. Look at this. Isn't this nice? Look, we have music. We're like, re- like this is the intro we're doing right now. Ben standing in. Yes. Evil and CYGoDaddy.com offers the best domain name registrations worldwide. Enter code RON and you'll Hurry receive... Okay. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Eric Skull. Oh, sorry. And I'm Jamie Lawrence. Okay, sorry. I'm giving... It just Jamie, you already screwed this up. Uh, yeah, I know, because my phone's just gone. I know, that's the worst timing ever. I'm, I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> well, do you realize anyway, we're live, Jamie, right? I do, I do, and I'm sure that everyone understands. Can I quickly answer this? One second. Eric, I mean, Jamie. Look at this, live, live television. All right, well, before we go anywhere else, first off, Micah Tannenbaum is standing by in the MuggleCast News Center with the past week's top Harry Potter news stories. CBBC Newsround conducted an interview earlier this week with Ivana Lynch. In it, she talks about getting the role of Luna, reaction from fans, and much more. There are transcript, video, and pictures available. Be sure to check out IvanaLynchFans.com for the latest news on the actress playing Luna Lovegood. ComicBookResources.com has posted a report on what Order of the Phoenix director David Yates and Dan Radcliffe had to say at Comic-Con. They talked about Professor Umbridge, Hagrid's half-brother Grop, and Dan tried to get a wording concerning his big kissing scene. You can check out the full report over on MuggleNet.com. Cinemark, America's third biggest theater chain, has announced that it plans to use Real D technology in 150 theaters by the end of 2007, thus attracting more audiences. Real D enables a single digital projector to beam images that seem to move toward or away from viewers wearing special glasses. While we already know that Order of the Phoenix will be played in IMAX theaters, the company has apparently discussed with Order of the Phoenix producers the idea of including some 3D scenes in the movie for some non-IMAX theaters. James Krasner, a professor of English and British Victorian literature at the University of New Hampshire, has spoken out on the recent media frenzy over two characters dying in the seventh book, and why it won't be Harry who meets his death. He said whenever an author's books become very popular in his or her lifetime, as is the case with Rowling, a tug-of-war starts between the author and the fans about who the characters really belong to. Rowling, like Conan Doyle, creator of Sherlock Holmes, is trying to assert her control. She's reminding us that Harry is her character, not ours. She can kill him if she wants to. Doyle actually did kill off Sherlock Holmes, but Rowling won't go that far because she cares about Harry. Conan Doyle was really sick of Holmes, Krasner says. 
TV Guide recently spoke with Jason Isaacs, the actor who plays Lucius Malfoy in the Potter films, including the upcoming Order of the Phoenix. Jason spoke about when he will begin filming the fifth film and how exciting he thinks it will be to shoot the battle in the Ministry. Finally, Sony Classics has confirmed on their official website that Rupert's film, Driving Lessons, will indeed be released on October 13th, 2006. That's all the news for this July 23rd, 2006 edition of MuggleCast. Enjoy the live shows. Okay, thank you, Micah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this live MuggleCast. This is our first one, and I think everything's going smoothly, except for our server guys telling me that the Skype people are a little loud. That that's that would be Jamie, Kevin, and Eric. So, okay. you guys just, just, just you know, to, to kick it back a little bit. Don't forget, you can submit live feedback, MuggleCast.com slash live... Slash you should change that to apex.html. Mugglecast slash live. Mugglecast.com slash live. To submit live feedback to the show, you can submit whatever you want. Uh, you can submit listener rebuttals right here while we are talking, basically. So if we're discussing something and you're like, oh, wait a second, hold up. Something, uh, I, I disagree with this. Feel free to go to mugglecast.com slash live, and then we'll get your live feedback, and we will respond to it on the air. Not everyone's, but, you know. We have a few announcements this week. First of all, do not forget, Jamie, please, especially you, do not forget, purchase your Mugglecast I must t-shirts. admit, I did almost forget. I haven't heard it for so long, it's not my mind, you know. I did, yeah. And Lumos 2006 and NYC 2006 are quickly approaching. They are approaching so fast that Ben Shane is already here. He just walked away from the computer, but he is here with me in the studio this week. Ben, do you like being with me? Not really. I know. He smells the worst (laughs) breath ever. (laughs) (laughs) I beg to differ. My voice, or my, 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 my breath smells voluptuous. About 20 minutes ago, Andrew and I ran out to uh, a convenience store called Wawa because I had a craving for some diet soda. And <laughs> and that's why we started late. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, yeah, I, I blame on Eric. If you're hearing Skype sounds, don't mind that. That's uh, just Skype being, you know, Skype. Yeah. And do not forget the podcast. Well, you can forget because the, po- <laughs> the podcast awards, the podcast awards are now. Well, nominations are now closed. We will be hearing if we did uh, get a nomination within the next week or so, and then the voting will begin. So stand by for next week's show. And we'll let you know if we did pick up a nomination. Um, and also, and then, yes, Jamie. Don't forget to RSVP for Lumos NYC and 10 points to anyone oh, who forgot. can still remember what RSVP stands for. Rapunda Super Play. Rapunda Super Play. Rapunda Super Play. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. Let's take it down now. Um, you don't get 30 points for saying it three I, times. That's oh, yay. Huh? Alrighty. That's okay. Okay. One final announcement we have this week is vote for MuggleCast on Podcast Alley. Why? Right now, if there are 150 people listening, that'll give us enough votes to overtake Pottercast, uh, not Pottercast, to overtake everyone forever, okay? To put us at number one. So you go ahead and vote for MuggleCast on Podcast Alley today, please. That slip is going to cost you, Ben. Yeah, I know. If you do, what do you slip? What do you say? You're going down, down. <laughs> Oh, you're so going down for this that. This is live, one. folks. Well, actually, I, I think we might edit 
the live one just a little bit? Maybe. I don't know. It depends on what we say. Oh, you you really can't. If, don't edit. If we are the top podcast on Podcast Alley at the end of the month, Eric, what are you going to do for the for the listeners? I don't know. I said I'd sing, but I'm not sure about that he, anymore. He's going oh, to stop talking for five minutes. No, no, no. I can do that, Seriously. Yes, save gas money. Oh, by the way, can I do an update about that? Uh, sure, real quick. Okay, we're just going to, um, anybody who's interested in saving gas money, I call you the gas guzzlers, uh, we're going to meet in the lobby of the JW Marriott on July 27th, uh, after Harry and Potter's, which should be around 10.15 p.m. on that night. So that's it. Just, uh, meet me there and bring your Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Thank you. And also, we have a... Eric. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, that was awfully quick. That was sweet. Nice. It was, yeah. Also, we have a special giveaway exclusively for our live visitors right now. Just for you. We are giving away one ticket to night two of J.K. Rowling's reading with Stephen Fry and John Irving. No. Sorry, Stephen King. I always screw that up. I always screw that up. Stephen King and John Irving. Right. Right this very second. Actually, we're going to give it away at the end of the show. But to enter, and this is for the live listeners only, um, go to our live feedback and type in, I want to win the J.K. Rowling book reading ticket. .com. <laughs> .com. No, go to MuggleCast.com slash live and put in, the, put in the little body of your feedback I want to win the J.K. Rowling giveaway ticket. It is for the Orchestra please, 3 please. section, row FF, seat 304. The seat is really nice, and this uh, contest is sponsored by J.K.R.'s Army, which is a group on MuggleNet.com to help protect you guys from being scammed online. And uh, you can get to their page by going to the merchandise link on the navbar MuggleNet.com, and we'll have a link in the show notes, of course. But um, So go there. Submit it, and then, at the end of the show, when we have live call-ins, we will ask one of our callers to pick a number between one and the amount of entries that we receive, and then that person, it will be four million, million, and then that person will receive the ticket, they will have to pick it up at the live, nice welcome, whoever, I just signed on to AOL. They, (laughs) they They will have to pick it up at our live podcast in New York City, um, which is on August Second. Oh, oh my gosh, we already got one feedback. Go, click it. This is Dana from Wisconsin wants it. She's our first entry so far. And remember, you actually have to be in New York City on August 2nd. Yeah, you have to yeah. be there to pick up the tickets. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't work very well. Yeah, so good luck to everyone. Listener rebuttals this week. Our first one comes from Jordan, 15 of Massachusetts. In episode 48, the room of requirement was a very heated topic, but when discussing it, I think you may have forgotten one thing. That the room will change into a room that you need. It is not like a genie where you get wishes and can ask for anything. The room does not give you objects, but a, objects, but a room full of items in order to obtain what you desire. For example, if Harry walked by the room wanting to find horcruxes, he would not be able... He would not be able to wish for the Horcruxes, but he may be able to ask for a room equipped with things to track them down, or to map out places where they could be. The room would not be able to hand over the Horcruxes themselves. Therefore, I think that the room will give you a room whether it's to hide something, to use the bathroom, or to study in. The room wouldn't give you 
a an A on your paper, but tools to study with to achieve that A. Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. That's a uh, great example, and we got a ton of feedback on the rumor requirement uh, with last week's episode 48, because people seem to think that we missed this huge point that Jordan just pointed out. So thanks to her from that for that. Another feedback comes from Erica13 of Virginia. What? Go ahead, Jamie. Can we talk about it? <laughs> I think it's really cool. It's a, it's a good uh, interpretation on what you would get if you asked for a certain room, and we did miss that. I think that was cool. Do you think it? Um, it's kind of similar to the to the discussion we had about the mirror, as in it Definitely. has limitations. And uh, yeah, you know, that's what it, I was going. It can't give you exactly what you want, what you really, really want, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, give you everything. But yeah, you want. <laughs> no, I'm lost where I'm going completely. It, well, that's well, I was going to say that although the uh, although the room may be able to provide you with things that may help you, I believe it still has limitations to you know, how far it can help you. Yeah, but if you, like, if you, like, wanted a steak, would you find <laughs> a, a cow and a knife and a barbecue, or would you find a steak? Because <laughs> I think you'd find well, a steak, to be, uh, uh, to be I fair. I don't think the room of requirement is to provide people with s- steaks. But if you're starving and you really, 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 really want one... <laughs> I don't know, well, let's open that one Maybe they'll give you a cow to make the steak. Not a free, cow, but free your mind, sort of Andrew. Uh, uh, maybe they'll give you a butcher or something. Hey, anyway. hey before butcher. we go on the next rebuttal, uh, we got a lot of email feedback. Actually, these are people saying they want the, uh, the ticket. Uh, I think we're up to how many? Eight, we're eight, getting eight, it by the second. We just went from 81 to 94. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the feedback's working. Uh, next, next listener rebuttal. Comes from Erica13 of Virginia, also in response to the rumor requirements. Hi, MuggleCast, this is Erica13 of Virginia. My rebuttal is regarding the rumor requirement. Ben said something about not being able to be in the rumor requirement at the same time unless the doors open. When listening to the audio CDs of Half-Blood Prince, it says that Professor Trelawney heard a male cheering for doing something successful when she went into the room to hide her bottles. Does this mean it is possible for people to see different rooms but be in the room at the same time? Hmm? I'm kind of confused what she's... Meaning, I, I think she means Draco Malfoy. Like when Trelawney went in to yeah. hide her sherry bottles, and she entered. But I, I thought it was the same thing <laughs> that Draco was in. But um, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that. Didn't she just find that huge room? And, and yeah, and then because he. Uh, well, no, I think it was a, a smaller room because Draco, like, she heard him, but he turned around then and did his darkness powder thing. So oh, yeah. she, that was the same room. Um. That, that they were in. One little update here. Layla, please stop submitting that you want to win the J.K. Rowling ticket. We get it. The more times you submit it does not mean that you're going to have more chances to win. So it's not, This is not a random drawing. Well, it sort of is, but we're going to we're gonna be able to tell. Yeah, so only submit one, please. Next listener rebuttal. This comes from Chris, age 23, from Chicago. Once again, the room of requirement. Filch uses it whenever he runs out of cleaning products and whatnot. It makes a store cupboard of products that he takes out and uses. So yes, you can take things out. But last this week kind we were debating over that you, that you can't make what? something from nothing. So like, if he takes them out, can he keep them? Can he like, you know, take them up to his room and store them there and then use them again, or do you have to put them back? Well, I mean, is it, like it comes from somewhere. Yeah, if that makes well, sense. If Filch keeps taking stuff out. Sorry, out. Um, I don't know. That's really weird. 
But if if he uh, if he keeps if he runs out of supplies and then goes and gets supplies, maybe they don't need to from maybe come from nothing. Well, the problem with this rebuttal was that he didn't provide an exact page, and I, yeah. I meant to mm. mention that before we read this. Weren't we anyway, inclining? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, la- last week, weren't we in- inclining to say that it was a little bit weird uh, that, you know, there's, like, this giant stock room that it can only pull from? So, did did we decide whether or not it has to come from somewhere or not? Couldn't it just... Appear? I don't Cause, think cause we uh, reached a conclusion. Because like that, that would do. be really, really big, <laughs> be a really big uh, room, you know, of stuff that the room of requirement could actually use. I don't think that would make sense. Maybe it does come from nothing. Hmm. Alright, so now we are going to move on to our main discussion this week. I know we just lost the connection, so I think everyone's going to be reconnecting right now. Uh, but Jamie, you put the, together this fantastic main discussion on the magical schools. Isn't that... Okay, this came from the fact that I thought... I remember Joe said in an interview that there were a thousand students that went to Hogwarts, and I remember there was quite a lot quite a lot of discussion about this and people thought it didn't seem right because of ha- how many people you saw in the film with how many people it talked about in the books and everyone reached a conclusion or it was a general consensus that there were 300 people at the school so if we assume that there are 300 people at Durmstrang and Bobatons as well then that's 900 magical children uh, in the world and that doesn't seem very many considering how big the magical community is and you know that there's a ministry for magic here there's probably you know it's likely that there's one abroad as well in several countries so i think you know what's happening here are we missing something or is it just an error in the books well well i think there's an inconsistency uh with the oh i guess it's sort of like an illusion of a lot of people but it's not necessarily as many as we think i mean you have to remember not, that that's when not. we saw the Quidditch World Cup and they showed all of these wizarding people, um, it was from Harry's perspective. So from Harry's perspective, there were loads of people. But loads of people to Harry could be 2,000 people. Right. Right. These yeah, definitely but, aren't the only three schools. That's because correct. Because there has yeah. to be a school in, a school in America. Possible, yeah. I mean, it, but it would be fitting to think that wizards aren't all that... Um, commonplace, you know, they only make up a very small portion of the world community, so you would think that there weren't Is that true, very though? many. Is I, I really would assume so. If they, I mean, you have to remember, they're small enough that they can blend in and... Well, they're clever enough know, to blend in, though. It could just be that, you know, they, um, there are a lot of them, and they're spread out throughout the world, but they're, you know, after... How many centuries of blending in with people they can, you know, work it pretty well. But I just, I just can't believe that there are any less than a normal, you know, sort of human population. Yeah, I, I think I, right. I agree with Jamie. I don't think J.K.R. throughout, you know, the whole series has ever kept it on a small scale. I mean, if you, no. if, if you look at it, um, you know, the wizards have their own uh, rock band, the Weird Sisters. They have Celestina Warbeck. They have their own love songs. They have their own, ra- you know, radio station. They yeah, have. Yeah, but that's part of it. Like, I mean, unity. Well, one of the things that does support the smaller community aspect or scale of things is that Hogsmeade, uh, Hogsmeade is is the only apparently all wizarding, you know. Yeah. I mean, or or was that in Britain or in the world? Was it just in? That was Britain, I think. Britain. Oh, in Britain. Yeah. Okay. Well, doesn't that doesn't that just suggest that wizards are blending in with humans more, and that's just one where they? Yeah, can but all... that but that's what I'm saying. I mean, the more 
wizards you have blending in with quote-unquote normal people, um, you're going to draw attention just by doing that. I mean, you have to remember, look at Ron's house. It is definitely a wizarding house. And if you had yeah. millions of houses throughout Britain that were like that, you would think that at least some people would, you know, take notice. Oh, I think it's small scale enough so that mm -hmm. they blend in to the point where no one notices. Especially because yeah. wizards don't seem to be the most up-to-date on how to blend in like muggles. It would seem there would have to be a small population because otherwise there'd be no reason why the muggles shouldn't know. But then again, the wizards... No, of course there is. Of course there is. There are loads well, the, of reasons. The wizards always do boast about how little the muggles actually see. Exactly. And, um, and how, how much they notice. But if the... Um, you couldn't expect the muggles to live with the um, wizards in harmony because you know it's like they'd want magical solutions to their problems. Right, they'd want right. to see spells. They'd want to see you know, I th you know it takes a wizard to understand that kind of that it isn't you know that kind of wow that or they just wouldn't get a lifestyle. There's a difference yeah, exactly. between living alongside and knowing about it. I mean, I think wizards could live amongst muggles without the muggles actually knowing what they were. Yeah, but see, doing that that's what I find hard to believe. Because, just for example, um, Harry and Ron with the invisibility car, they, mm. that was one pair of kids that made, you know, made themselves yeah. public in front of all these muggles. What right, would happen whole, if you had millions of children ministry. doing that? Hmm. But it's You're like... Right. A, it's kind of a little bit too careless. So the whole... Exactly. The whole story is sort of caters to the fact that there's a small community and not some huge, well, um, uncontrollable right, beast, you know? There's a... But there's a whole department within the ministry... Yes, I understand that. that the Bolivators that's dedicated to preventing that from happening. I understand preventing that. Preventing them from getting out. ...control two million making... In well, again, again, Kevin, um... There is a Salem witch school that, that J.K.R. mentions in, I think it's either Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find, or, um, sorry, Quidditch Through the Ages, something like that. Um, you know, Quidditch Through the Ages, all these other schools, all these other places, it, it seems like the sky's the limit with J.K.R. about how expansive her world is. She really wants to make it this huge, giant oh, world. Oh, yes, with it, Eric, but guys, I'm saying, not arguing that it, they're spread out, but what I'm saying is... Yeah. They're not in high enough concentration in anywhere in the world that 20 people in a single ministry can not take care of it. You know what I'm saying? Which is interesting. Um, no, but, uh, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just, you know, with, with having because a... Because mistakes are bound to happen, and the more people you have, the more mistakes are bound to happen. Right. And well, I find it hard to believe that a single department can take care of a million people. Like, But what's interesting is, okay. to me is... That Hogwarts is is does Hogwarts ha, is Hogwarts the school for everybody in Britain to go to every every wizard in Britain and is Hogwarts the only French school for everybody in France to go to, you know all the, all the, all the wizards is that. I'm is not that really that, sure if how it's, that works. Yeah. Has she ever truly distinguished? Well, we've seen people like Seamus Finnegan come from a, a distinctive, you know, region in, in, in Britain and, you know, or, or Wales or, you know, I don't know exactly where. But it, it seemed that all of 
pretty much Britain, all of England was represented at Hogwarts and all of, you know, so it would make sense that if you're uh, a wizard and if you live in that country, if you live in that area, you would go to Hogwarts and if you live in France, you would go to... So the question is, though, you know, about the small population thing, Hogwarts only holding either 300 or even 1,000. My high school holds uh, 1,200 people and that's just in, you know, a few few maybe square miles of, of, of school. You know, Britain's bigger than Berks County. So it, it, you'd think there'd be a lot more people. Well, but don't well, forget think... that... Um... Go on, Kevin. Oh, what I was going to say is I think that there are quite a few wizards. I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying that they're spread out throughout billions of people in the world. And they're not in high enough concentration to, you know, say, hey... We're wizards. And actually, we had some feedback from Kim that just said, um, the Quidditch World Cup, the stadium held hundreds of thousands of people and it sold out. Yeah. But, um, oh, I was going to... Okay, continue. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I was just going to say that, um, in Goblet of Fire, we saw the Bulgarian minister, you know, so it's clear that the Ministry of Magic is just, a. Uh, it's just a, a domestic subset. thing. Well, oh, yeah. well, no, it's just, it's just a, you know, a domestic thing. Um, there's no wizarding world government. You know, it's just like there's one on each continent, country, you know, so there's clearly a population in each country. And I just, you know, I just think there's got to be more than a few thousand wizards because they'd be close to extinct, you know, extinction. And but if you think the uh, the war between Voldemort and, uh, and yeah. the Order of the Phoenix has got to branch, you know, that has to include a few thousand, uh, including, you know, people who fight on the sort of rim, just in that. So, you know, I just don't think that a few thousand is a reasonable estimate. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say a few thousand is a reasonable estimate, but I wouldn't say that they're anywhere compared to the normal average person's population. How many people are living in London right now? Uh, about 8 million. Exactly, and how many from Seven London million. are going to Hogwarts, which is the closest school to it? Well, no, loads, yeah, I completely agree, but do you think that just means that there's there's a per country? What was that? You broke out. Sorry, do you think that just means that there's one school per country, you know, so... Maybe not necessarily, but all I'm saying is that if there's 8 million people in London and there's how many have been named in Hogwarts? 900,000? Yeah, yeah, huh? Oh, so Max. 8 to 1,000, you know, 8 million... Compared to a thousand children, that's well, like also important. Looking it's at also important to remember that in in um in one of the books, Draco's dad was thinking about sending in the Durmstrang, so they're not required to go to the school that's within their own country. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But at the but same time, life Paris yeah. and I, demographic wise, and I wouldn't life think life to if if Hogwarts fit you. I, I wouldn't think you'd have to be sent to, you know, Germany or, or uh, sorry, Bulgaria to, to, to go to school. But, and I would think that it was a lot like current public schools where your first, your, the normal school to go to is the closest school yeah. to you, but every once in a while you get a few parents that don't want their kids going to that school yeah. and they pull them out. But still, I mean, that ratio is still there. It's a 1,000 students to 8 million people in just London alone. We're not talking about surrounding areas. Yeah. So that number seems incredibly off. 
Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I think that there's a, good, a significant body of wizards, but I don't think there are huge amounts. I mean, it's well, still a very large ratio. I still think it has to be above a thousand. I mean, just well, like well, you said, saying, I mean, well, how many yeah. people are in the world? You're looking oh, at six point five billion. Exactly. So yeah. out of six point five billion, billion, if yeah. you if you do that ratio, you're looking at a couple million wizards. But if that's correct, but I I don't think it is. I can't understand why there's only a thousand children. I mean, in how, how many children are there in England under the age of seventeen? And in all of Britain, it's it's probably a significant amount of millions. And for only a thousand to be, I just think that number's off. I think that number is incredibly off. I think there would be, if Hogwarts is the only school in England, there would be a lot more kids there. Hold up, because Michael from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, submits some live feedback here. There's also the fact that wizards and witches have had to marry muggles, or they would have died off. So maybe the population of wizard children isn't that big. So it's very possible that Hogwarts could hold a wizard, ki- all wizard kids in Britain. And it's also important to remember that there's always That's muggleborns true, yeah. that are being yeah. born too. No, you didn't. You said they. Were- oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then perhaps you should um, accept. Um, you know, instead of making a distinction between wizards and witches and muggles, you should um, divide it by people who know and are aware of the magical world, and those that don't. Obviously, uh, that brings you into a grey area when you come to the Dursleys, who are clearly completely aware of it, but, you know, completely hate it. But it, there's obviously a completely difference between um, a muggle who hasn't ever experienced the magical world and Petunia, who's grown up with, you know a witch but doesn't have any magical power herself. herself. Another interesting live feedback right now, Sarah and Laura from Austin, Texas, they say, you have to take into consideration that the kids at Hogwarts now were born during during Voldemort's reign of terror. People may have been reluctant to have children during a very unsafe time. That's a good point. But how reluctant? I mean, it's not that we're seeing Hogwarts uh, having all these empty classrooms because, you know everybody's parents stopped having kids around that time. Um, if anything, Molly Weasley said that uh, people were rushing into families and, and starting their families now, or at the time of Voldemort's terror, just in case there there was no tomorrow. Yeah. But it's also, what I think is interesting too, is how do you, is, is there like a certain selection criteria in order to get you into Hogwarts? Because in Half-Blood Prince, we see Dumbledore mention that Voldemort's name was down since birth. And do you have to be a certain caliber wizard for that quill to actually write your name down? Or is it all the wizarding children in Britain? Because that well, might explain well, why I there would are think... only 900 students who are going yeah. there because it may be more discriminate, discriminatory about who they I don't, admit. Yeah, they but don't. I don't think they discriminate. I think the main criteria is being able you to cast magic, use magic. Because yeah, they, mean, they, they have a responsibility to make sure you as a kid you're not going to expose yourself as yeah. a wizard because then you become different, you attract attention, and it's very bad. So I believe that's the only criteria, someone who can cast magic. Or Elizabeth brings up Elizabeth from Palsbo, WA. Where's that? I don't know. Wisconsin? No, WA, Washington. Washington, yeah. She brings up at the point, who knows, perhaps there is a large population of homeschooling wizards. Uh, I think... I. I've got this in the show notes, and I think there there could actually be because you know, surely um, their parents can teach them how to wave a wand. 
Yeah, but but also you have to compare it to current whole homeschooled students here. I mean, how many kids out of a school district are homeschooled? But mm. yeah, but don't forget. But um, maybe different in the magical world, though. But the um, and I think the, I don't, I'm not well, about homeschooled the, kids. I don't think they're. I think they're less likely to be uh, to be homeschooled in the wizarding world because it seems to me that in order to become to get a better job, like it is in most with most schools, you have to go to a good school to get a good job. Oh. And if you're homeschooled, especially where you're just having your parents teach you magic, they may not be skilled in terms of you know potions, transfigurations, charms, and all of that enough to be able we to teach you. Just some uh, live feedback from Claire in France saying JKR says every wizarding child goes to Hogwarts on her website. Yeah, and that's there really go, weird. And I believe the reason. I screwed up. I think the uh, the reason for that is that there are restrictions legally within the wizarding world on where and when children can use magic. But do you think that um, the homeschooling aspect, um, I was going to say that obviously, uh, as you were saying, Kevin, it seems that the magical population are, uh, I don't want to say um, oppressed uh, race, but they're clearly the, the, the sort of uh, non-evident, you know, race yeah, on Earth. That, uh, so, I mean, obviously, I'm sure that some... Themselves. Yeah, exactly. But, but more than that, I think, do you think that some wizarding parents could think, well, I don't want my child going out, you know, and fraternizing with, with muggles when you don't know what could uh, happen to him, you know, if they find out that he's a... Uh, that he's a wizard. You know, I mean, obviously, that doesn't count at Hogwarts, oh, but still, mean, like, they could get a bit segre- worried about them. Like, segregation due to being a wizard? Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I think that's also a, a reason why the kids do go to school. Because the wizarding community, just because you're a muggle, doesn't mean that you can't have a, you know, a non-muggle child. Yeah. So, I think the whole point of educating the children in the school is trying to prevent that segregation of the population. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, you have to remember, they may be wizards, but they're still human. Yeah. And, you know, there's no boundaries with who you're going to love, so... Huh. So, guys, I have two more topics I'd like to at least uh, suggest um, for, for this about schooling in the in the wizarding world. Is that okay? Yep. Sure. Okay, cool. Uh... One of them is, uh, we hear that at least with Hogwarts, uh, kids are contacted at the age of 11, um, and from the age 11 they go to school. Now, um, Harry himself went to, uh, not Stonewall High, but whatever, uh, primary school? Um, yeah, but primary up, school. up till around, I guess it was uh, fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. Um, now at Hogwarts, they, they, you know, they of course teach all magical uh, classes, meaning things like pre-algebra, algebra, calculus, trigonometry, things like that. Wizards are never taught. Um, so I, I'm thinking, and I'm going through, you know, the books, reading, and every time I read the books, you have to realize that actually, as far as regular, uh, you know, Muggle world goes, Harry and pretty much anybody at Hogwarts for it, only yeah. really has a fourth or fifth grade education. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, formally. Um, yeah, but I, but you have to see the reasoning behind that. Um, for the same reason why wizards don't make themselves um, apparent within the population, it's because they have somewhat of an advantage over the normal population. 
Meaning they, they just know they're doing they, so they, many... Exactly. They, they're yeah. using something that can help them practically, just like in high school you're taught things that can help you practically. You know, Kind of think. like uh, the difference between uh, getting a degree and studying a trade. Exactly. Okay. It's, um, that's the way I view it, at least. Okay. Um, now, what about... I, we talked about other schools, kind of, in, in other countries, but this whole thing about um, small uh, populations of wizards, what do you think they're doing about the war, war on Voldemort? Um, you know, especially the Americans over at, uh, I guess, Salem, you know, witchcraft in, in Massachusetts or whatever. Uh, you know, he, here's this guy who's supposed to be the worst... Uh, you know, wizard, uh, you know, worst dark vi wizard ever, and he's not really uh, exactly affecting America just yet. Um, but what, what do you think these other countries are, are doing? Because if there is a small wizard population, I don't, you know, I don't think there's really this full-scale effort against Voldemort or, or that the Americans would even be uh, concerned well, about would, it, except to I say that maybe it might one day come to us. I would assume that it would be something similar to what we do nowadays in current um, world events, which is um, show our support through Invade people them? and supplies and such Diplomacy. Like yep. Because so, if, yeah. if they are, like Jamie said, domestic entities, then there has to be some sort of uh, diplomatic ties between them to bring them together. And I'm assuming that's what they use to get help and provide help. Hmm. So do you think that we'll be seeing a lot more of other, you know, other world, other country uh, fighters against Voldemort in Book 7, like where it's kind of this whole world-scale effort against Voldemort? Because the thing is, while, whereas Book 7 needs to be this, this Harry Voldemort thing, it also kind of should be a whole world war, basically, um, put, in, put into perspective. Or, or do you well, there needs to be cooperation on multiple levels, you know. Oh, there has absolutely. to be cooperation with the houses, there has to be cooperation between, you know, purebloods, half-bloods, mudbloods, and, and of course there has to be international magical cooperation, which is what Goblet of Fire was all about. Because, you know, you have the French people, mm. you have the Bulgarians, and it's all about uniting to be one. I like that, Ben. United we stand, divided we fall. Aww. You have to remember that magic really has no boundaries. Just because um, Voldemort is in England now doesn't mean he can't apparate to the United States. No, no that makes sense, yeah. You know, so... Can I quickly reply to a live feedback from Erica sure. from Australia? She says that when I said wave a wand, she thinks there's more to magic than waving a wand. And how much will their parents be able to teach? Uh, I agree. Uh, completely, but I think that it's kind of like how, you know, I think to wizards, teaching transfiguration, charms, everything is just, is paralleled with teaching maths, uh, English, you know, in the muggle world. But also, from from what, I mean, I've personally seen at Hogwarts, you, you know, the books and the films, teaching, it's more, it seems to be more like a university uh, atmosphere where you just get on and do it yourself, and and it's practice. So I think if if someone's committed, they could probably learn to do basic things at home. And also, somebody asked if there's a wizard college. A few people have asked that. And I think Joe said that there definitely wasn't. After Newt, that's it. Huh. Well, take a look at the mindset of uh, the Ministry of Magic as far as underage magic goes. Um, remember, Dumbledore told Harry uh, in Book 6, he cleared this up, which was helpful, that 
um, that, you know, if you are an underage wizard, you can actually use magic under if you are in a household. If, if you're if you live in a wizarding household, they can't detect magic. So it would seem that that law would support um, homeschooling uh, because a parent could tell their child practice this, and then their pa- child could practice, and the ministry wouldn't know any different. So you know, homeschooling wouldn't technically be against wizarding law, or at least nobody would. You wouldn't keep getting letters saying stop doing these charms. You're underage. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why I said that homeschooling probably isn't very viable for that community due to the laws and restrictions placed upon the domestic government. But you're saying it is viable or isn't? It is not. Oh, but why? Because they couldn't couldn't tell. If you live in a Western family... But Dumbledore said that the parents are responsible. It says that it's the parents' responsibility to control their children. Okay, I'll give you a, a great example. Okay. You go to college currently to learn what, calculus or programming or um, art or whatever you're going to learn, right? Mm -hmm. Why would you go to college when you could turn around and go to your parents and have them teach you that? Because the college is more educated. Exactly. Because your parents cannot provide the level of education. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, but that's an argument with homeschooling, uh, is whether the institution is better or, or not. But I can't see the wizarding world. I mean, I'm saying wizarding education, it seems like it would be a lot better in schools than at home, especially because of the, the diverse branches of magic that parents certainly would not explore all of with their kids. They would teach their kids what, what they felt they would need to know, just like um, ancient civilizations with trades. You learned one single trade and your whole family was in it forever. I mean, I, yeah. I, school, wizard schooling would be better. Um, but I'm saying wizarding homeschool, if it po- if it is possible, I certainly don't think that they would have that they would get course books sent home. You know, something like the, the homeschooling situation here. But at the same time, you could still probably teach kids. I I don't know. I I don't. I actually, I honestly don't see someone able to teach all of the um, all of the technical well, knowledge on. This then that goes back to spell. the thing. If if it's kids like are not allowed to be homeschooled. If kids are not allowed to be homeschooled, then what school do they go to? Because if Hogwarts only has a thousand people, that either means there's basically no wizards throughout the world, or it means that there's a, uh, an inconsistency. I was going to... Claire from France has wrote in to completely correct us and say that at the World Cup, uh, Harry and uh, Ron, I think it was, ran into the Salem Witches Institute in, in America. So there clearly are other uh, magical schools around the world. Right. Oh yeah, we we are. And that's yeah, proof. Yeah. So, um, should we move on? I think we pretty much wrapped up that discussion. But didn't yeah, reach any it. again. Of course. Oh. This <laughs> so is the whole purpose of the show. If we do not really reach any conclusions, then there is no point for MuggleCast. Because we are all about no conclusions. When we finally reach conclusion, the universe ends. It's it's just like a paradox, you know. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, I like feedback. Co- Sorry, Sorry, finish your finish your joke. No, go, go. No, no, it's cool. No, please, it's cool. I'm over. Be funny now because you've built it up. Okay, fine. I was going to say if you're sitting (laughs) and the universe ends, don't think about meteors or tsunamis or anything like that. It's just MuggleCast finally reached an agreeable conclusion. You can believe that. I see. I see. Well, I like feedback and. 
What, Jamie? What? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Something okay, about if, meteors if so, and... In case some of you haven't noticed, which I'm sure everyone has, we're having a few connection problems. Uh, our server died out, I think, just once or twice, but it seems like we're doing okay now, and our live feedback continues to come in, literally, by the minute. It is, it is a very, very, very uh, successful part of the show here. And remember um, sending in those for those who are Yes, we do appreciate the live feedback. If you, have any, if you have any questions about this topic, why don't you send it in right now to mugglecast.com slash live, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to do some other fun stuff. But Ben, you're here in the studio with me here this week, and uh, as some of, some of the people may know, if you go to mugglecast.com and you click on the Adventures tab, they will get our lovely little audio blog. Mm-hmm. Well... Yeah, I beat Andrew and practically well, everything. We didn't need to bring is. up that. I would just, really <laughs> just let everyone know. Yeah, sort of it's you'll be update tonight. I beat Andrew in skee ball, pool, uh, air hockey. Uh, you I'll name have to it. play you in pool. Andrew is an expert. Yeah, at I'll losing, play you in okay? Andrew is an expert at losing. The poor guy. How big of a table were you playing on? Oh, it was like at, at least at least three hundred feet. And this has been idle <laughs> oh, okay. chat with Kevin Stack. No, no. it's it's a full size pool table. Yes, it's a bit small, isn't it? Fate. Here's a, here's an interesting question. Crystal and Carrie Johnson of Garden City, Kansas. I think oh. I revealed too much, but uh, what 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 they live oh. near you? These these two people, Crystal and Carrie J- Carrie Johnson, I ran into at a debate tournament. I'm pretty sure because they I was at the national qualifying tournament. Email in, Crystal, if this is you, because um, this kid came up to me and said, these two girls want to meet you, and they tried to pull me over there, and I was freaked out, so I didn't go over there, but email that this is you, if you these people from Forensics, so, yeah. And don't, don't pretend to be them, because we have your IP address, so there's no point. Uh, so anyway, they write, do you think that there is no Wizarding University because they have learned everything they need to know in school, or is it because they learn what they need to know, or what they need to on the job? I'm going to have to say it's because they learn everything in school. Really? Well, I was was going to say at school because they learn about apparating, they learn about defense, they they learn everything they Well, I think they learn a vast majority, but you have to remember, just look at Dumbledore. He didn't learn all of that in uh, school. Yeah, they don't teach He learned through, exactly, he learned it through experience. And I think that a lot of wizards, a lot of the best wizards in the wizarding world are exactly that, people who have gone beyond their school training and actually made an effort to teach themselves you know, aspects really, of the wizarding community that was really wasn't. interesting, Kevin, is that uh, Dumbledore was a transfiguration teacher. Um, be, you know, when Dippet was, was headmaster, Dumbledore taught transfiguration. When does when that come into play? Have we seen Dumbledore transfigure anything? I mean, just, just talking about Dumbledore and, and all the things he's learned since he left school. Yeah, um, but you have to remember that Snape was a potions master, but he really wanted defense against the dark arts. Yeah. So just because that's, that's, he's in that spot right. doesn't mean he's the best at it. Even okay. Guys, Crystal, Crystal emailed again. This is indeed <laughs> the Crystal that I met at the oh. Forensics Tournament. So the just stalker. Thought we, yeah. This yeah. is such a nice reunion. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Jamie, you're going to want to pay attention to this. Connor from Oregon just submitted some live feedback. Uh, he was looking at Wikipedia and the population of London is actually 7.5 million. So, uh... That's 8 million. Better... I don't even know your own country. That's pretty embarrassing. It's half a million out. That's disgusting. I know. <laughs> Round up, Jamie. Don't be so hard on yourself. 
Anyone else? Okay, uh, Anna M. from the UK writes, are you recording this? And if so, will you be posting it on iTunes? Yes, of course, we'll be posting it on iTunes. That would be silly if we didn't. We don't want to exclude the 1.5 zillion of you who aren't listening live right now. <laughs> so you reach yeah. your goal of uh, 30,000 listeners, or 100,000 yeah. listeners, Andrew. Hey. Katie from Marietta, Georgia writes about the discussion we had earlier. They learn specifics of what they need to know for their job and training. Tonk said you have to be, you have to have trained to become an Auror. Most of the jobs probably require taking some sort of formal training. So this is also interesting to point out because once they get down at Hogwarts, it's not like they jump right into the job field. They have to have training before they actually get their profession. So in a way, that's probably more like their internship slash college, however you want to look at it. Point. Kevin was right again. Hey. For the Sorry. first time. Yeah, for uh, first... <laughs> Uh, well, this has been the MuggleCast awkward moment of the show. <laughs> I'm glad we got past that okay. <laughs> Don't have to anymore. We, oh, well, what what did you say, Jamie? I just said I'm sure that there'll be many more. Oh, uh, no, I, I begged it. Oh, here's a good question from Nate. Will you guys be doing live podcasts every Wednesday instead of normal release time? No. We will be doing normal podcasts recorded on Wednesday, released on Sunday, like normally. But we'll like, hold on, hold on, hold on, Kevin. We're going to do this more often since this has been oh, absolutely. more of a success. Huge. So yep. don't be jumping to conclusions. Come on. Yeah, no, we're no not going to do it yeah. for all podcasts. Hey, Kevin, no conclusions. No conclusions. <laughs> hey, hey, how about this idea? How about we do a MuggleCast live every, like, six, every morning at, like, 6 a.m.? Like, instead of oh, turning yeah, on like your TV, you turn on... Yeah, you turn on MuggleCast, and you get your daily dose of Harry Potter news. <laughs> Eric's going on morning coffee high. Not a good idea. Yeah, the, the news will be eight hours long, and it'll be time for the next news, Eric, when you finish that one. <laughs> yeah. So it'll just be permanent. Can I, can I um, reply to a, to a uh, piece of feedback from Nate, who says, Busted, Andrew. We could hear Jamie before the show. Better call the police in Vegas. I'd just like to point out that that was not me. I don't know who it was. But I'll be sorting them out very soon. What? Thank you. Something's. I'm hilarious. not. I'm not sure what they're talking about, but um. I can't remember it. Can you, Andrew? It lies. I I, I honestly lie. can't remember. <laughs> and we're actually opening the server up right now, trying to see how many people we could fit in here because this is like a test. We consider you all a bunch of uh, tested monkeys, and we're going to feed you all bananas by providing you our. Oh, don't say uh, that. We'll owe them. Places. <laughs> Genetically engineered bananas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you'll never be hungry for a banana again. Right. Anyway, anyone else got any more live feedback before we take a break? Uh, by the way, if you haven't noticed by now, this is going to be sort of a different show. It's 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 a little bit different from our normal episodes because um, this is the last one before our 50th and our last one before the live podcast, and we got a ton of stuff uh, going on, so uh, hope hope it's still the same amount of quality. We've got an important piece of live feedback here. Jack from Nunavailable would like to know, will Jamie be giving his joke of the day? Jamie, Jamie, will you be giving your joke of the day today, Jamie? Uh, um, now, now, you see, I was planning on making an announcement about that, a, a bad announcement. So, uh, yes, I will definitely be uh, giving a joke, and I won't be trying to find one on Google by typing in funny plus jokes plus... Very funny, <laughs> and, and, and then reading it out loud and pretend I've made it, I've made it up myself. So uh, yes, sorry, did I just say that out loud? 
But yeah. the real question well, is, that, Amy, will you, be, will you be telling a joke to start off Lumos every day when registration opens? Will you be there with your uh, paper to tell your joke? Um, yes, Eric. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. I leave just before the break. I have a, a a question for everyone and send in your live feedback. Um, I can't remember who sent it in, so um, sorry. But um, you said that... Can the room of requirement interfere with the prophecy, as in, can there be sort of contradictions in terms? I, d- I don't know how this would work, but it just occurred to me that it was a pretty interesting subject, so send in your ideas. Thank you. Um, and I have one live feedback uh, result here from... This one comes from a distorted melody from the MuggleCast uh, fan chat on AIM. Uh, she says, or, or they say, who is drinking the Slurpee? No one. <laughs> That's the okay, call quality. So that was yeah. No slurpees okay. here. No so <laughs> folks, that does it all. That does it for us until after the break. Remember, if you happen to, it would be it'll only be about five to ten minutes. But remember, if you happen to disconnect, just keep trying to reconnect. That's the only way you're going to get back in. So we hope you can come back in. Can you guys all hear the music? We have music now. That's like nice the coolest music, music ever. Welcome back, everybody. Yay. I'm still Ben Shane. <laughs> I'm still Andrew Sims, I hope. And I think... I'm Who's all here? Go on, go check. on now. I was there at school. Did we lose a Brit? Uh, no. Uh, I think I've changed somewhat in that five minutes, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Welcome back, everyone, to the show. Of course, we are still live. And if you lose the connection, it's important to remember to just try to reconnect, because otherwise... Uh, not getting back <laughs> yeah and we have the connections limited to only a certain amount of people so you do not crash our poor little server so um one live feedback came in earlier uh, requesting that we have more uh, music on the show here so I figured uh, turn a little music on here how's this good if you wanna be my lover Oh wait, 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 we gotta get to the verse at least. A one, two, three. No, we oh, <laughs> I screwed that up. Okay. Anyway, oh, oh, hello. Okay, we're back. We're back. Let's try and criticize that song as much as we can. Oh come on! We played it on the show the other day. You probably wouldn't notice. So, um, yes, we are going to move on now to a little email we got from Devin16 of Rose Valley, Pennsylvania. She writes about, uh, how much we Devin's talk. a guy's name. Or he. No, I'm pretty sure. No, it's also a girl's name. No, Devin is not a girl's name. Um. Email in right now if Devin's a girl's name. Email in and let us know. No, no, don't, because <laughs> we're going to get a million feedback. Anyway... She calculated the amount of words per hour that we all talk. Wow. Does anyone want to guess who came in first place with the most, most words per hour? Not you, Ben, because you see it. Eric, with with 900,000 words an hour. What? Jane How much? Uh, was 900,000. Am I close? Wait, here's live feedback. 900,000? Um, guys, no, this is you're, good. You're oh, a little out of the ballpark. From oh, no. Ha location, California. Um, they say evil monkeys will eat you if the show does not get on the air, so that's good that we've taken care of that. Um, yes. 
Selena says Devin is so a girl's name, but then Daniel says Devin is a guy's name, so I think we're split. I think it, it's actually Devin spelled D-E-V-I-N. That means this will that means it's a girl. D E V O N is a guy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Eric came in first place with three thousand three hundred and thirty-eight words. Congratulations, Eric! Eric. Yeah, round of applause, Eric. Oh, so, yeah. Three thousand three hundred thirty-seven, at least. I mean, Jamie and I. Uh, in that no, Jamie was two thousand six hundred eighty-one, which is uh, considerable. Seven hundred mm-hmm. words. Seven hundred oh. words per hour lower. That was seven hundred. Ben, Nate, Nate from Maine says, "Will we be having the privilege to hear a live? Give me the butterbeer. Will you ask the fans to give you a butterbeer on this live show, Ben?" He'd answer, but he doesn't want to bring his word per hour count up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, so, so wait, you can't complain. Who wants, I have three thousand three hundred some words. If you don't want to recycle, who who wants to guess who's third? Third place. Timey, I dare you. Timey. Uh, Who, Jamie? You're a little too loud. Kevin. Kevin. No, actually, I'm in third place with 2,473 words. Then comes Ben with 2,191. Kevin in fifth. So this is over all the episodes? Yes. No, obviously it's not this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you never know. Some people can... I'm not joining in laughing because I actually thought it was this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was 1,419, Laura was 1,354, and Micah comes in at a solemn, strong, and bold 561 words. <laughs> Micah's a soldier. Hour. He is a soldier. I wish we all Can spoke as much as he did. Can I just answer one quick uh, piece of live feedback? Alice from Lancaster County in PA says, I just want to know, who has that Spice Girls song on file? Well, Alice, I think that might just be Andrew. I'm proud to say that that is indeed me. Okay, (laughs) get this. Yesterday we were on the way home from the ocean. From Ocean City, okay? It's not from the ocean. Guess what? Andrew busts out his iPod and starts playing the Spice Girls. But it's important to note this came after you two and everything. My sister and her friend were in the back of the car, and I thought it might be a nice song. So then instead, Ben decides to switch on some hick music, and then Mm -hmm. none of us were. (laughs) Takes the tractor another round. So anyway, thank you, Devin, for sending in that information, and uh, she says she can provide us with more figures, which I'm sure we would all love to see. Ryan R. from Germany. It's Dear Mogocast, HTTP, colon slash www.babynames.com. And Devin means writer of poetry. It's Celtic and Gaelic, and it is unisex. So thank there you, we go. Our, our oh. Okay, thank you for settling that. It's time um, to discuss what's going on with Give Me a Butterbeer. I made a sort of a tactical error when I first started this segment, because I should have done it every other week, because at first I thought, oh, I'll never run out of ideas. But now, folks... I'm out of ideas. So, this week, give me a butterbeer. Idea, please! So right now, send in, send in something, okay? Send in, send in something, please. Oh, by the way, Alina from uh, Pennsylvania writes, Wah, 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 chocolate shake. Andrew and I each, each had a chocolate shake from Wah, wah a few nights ago. So Possibly the most it. gripping uh, p- piece of life feedback we've had so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, send your give me a butterbeer ideas right now. Maybe we'll we'll work something up for the end of the show. <laughs> now it is time to move on to the part of the show where you guys can call in 
and ask you questions. I guess we should have brought this up at the beginning of the show now that I think of it, so people have time to Thank you ask you questions. If you've got a question that you would like us to answer, whether it's a question about Harry Potter, a question about the show, a question about maybe the live podcast, uh, whatever you want, call in right now, 1-218-20-MAGIC. Yes, Aaron. You know who's going to call in? It's going to be Aaron from Pleasanton, California, who keeps sending in his top ten list. Also, if you Maybe. if you're in the United Kingdom, you can dial zero two zero eight one four four zero six seven seven. In Australia, zero two eight double zero three five double six eight. And then you can also Skype the name MuggleCast. Let's take a call from Bridget. Bridget, are you there? Okay. Yes. Hello. Oh, hello. Bridget, I'm not gonna lie. I like your Skype icon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> What's that? Well, considering but you know that you know that we can't, um, you know that we can't hear you. I fixed it. We're okay. You can't hear it. That's a godsend. Why are you complaining? I fixed it. Wait, you can't hear me, or you can't help? You can't hear the rest of the people. You should be able to. Can hear everyone now. hear the? Call? Oh, that must have sounded. Can, okay, now I can hear myself, and that's really weird. Let's take okay. another call. Erica, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Hi, Erica. Hello. Crombie and Fitch. Talking about hello, Erica. Hello. Hello? Hi, you hear us? Yep. Oh, Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hello? Pardon? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Where I'm do here. You live? Where are you from? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hi. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. You do have a very nice accent. I can't hear you. It's going really slow. <laughs> Perhaps because it has to cross a gigantic ocean. Let's invite Kimberly. Kimberly? Kimberly, are you there? Hello? Hello. Hi, do we have to... Are you across the gigantic ocean? Hello? Bye, Ellie. Bye, Ellie. Hi. 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 Oh, you're here. Can you hear me now? Hi. Can you hear Yes. I can yes, hear we're you. good now. Okay, cool. What's going on? So, Thanks for calling in. You've been calling a while, haven't you? Sorry, Jamie. Go ahead. Uh, Go on. I just... It just started working, so I haven't heard the show. I just got connected through QuickTime, so... How's oh, okay. It it's going pretty well. It's, this it's is a test. I was wondering, I don't know if you've got, if you guys have talked about, um, in Order of the Phoenix when, um, Harry sees a building plan. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh, what, Bill's building plan? I guess yeah. that was of the uh, Department of Ministries. Mysteries, sorry. Oh, it was? I think so. What do you guys, cool. do, do you guys, because they're, um, I think they're mapping that, wait, maybe not, because, did we ever find out what that weapon was? In, like, didn't Voldemort want a weapon, or that was the assumption? Uh, Love. The Harry no, Harry it could have been the problem. I don't know, I thought it was... Because at Grimmauld Place, um, I think it was either Fred or George, or somebody stumbled in, and they, they determined that Voldemort was looking for a weapon, and they were, were blueprints that I guess were either a Department of Mysteries or somewhere else that the Order had to go to, uh, to do something. I don't know. That's interesting. Good question. Well, thanks. Um, good luck with the rest of the show. Wait, don't leave. Oh, okay. Sorry. Are you guys are you guys gonna discuss this about the building plans or whatever? To be to be honest, like I don't I don't remember that because I guess that was a little small tidbit in the book. It's on like <laughs> what do you think, ben? I think it's on page I don't eighty know. <laughs> or something. Page eighty something. Eighty. Oh. Fairly early in the books, I guess. Can I um yes. give it a feedback? Brian emails in with a rather sarcastic tone, saying the weapon was Uh-oh. the prophet. Duh. 
Um, I oh. Think he, oh God! I, oh come on! I think he. I think he brings up a fair point. Was it the prophecy? But is it really a weapon, or is it just a piece of information? Oh wait. Well, yeah. It was. It, it is a weapon. It's the same thing because it's the knowledge of how to destroy Harry. Exactly. Thank you, Alina. Alina from Pennsylvania. Okay. So wait. Then you, does the whole fan base agree that we are uh, correct in assuming that the blueprints were of the Department of Mysteries? Well, we don't know, do we? Yeah, but it would be fitting if you're trying it to would, find a prophecy or, or the within a prophecy, building right. you don't know of, you then, get a blueprint. Then that's interesting that they have blueprints of the Department of Mysteries. Perhaps Harry can retrieve those without actually having to go into the Ministry. Yeah, but you have to remember they also have the uh, the map that Fred and George used. So, To add to that um, previous thing about it being the prophecy, Alina writes in and says, the weapon was the knowledge of how to destroy I Harry. I just said that. And Did you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, I, I was just testing everyone. <laughs> well done. You will pass with like. Thank you, Ellie, for calling in. Yeah, nice sure, no problem. Yeah, thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye. Oh, she Bye. hung up for me. Thank you for hanging up for me. Okay, we're gonna get another caller in here now. Uh, John. Caller. Oh. Shut up! You you blew it. You totally blew it. <laughs> I didn't blow anything. Oh, that's his fault. He held it, not me. What is How about Nathan Sutherberg? Oh, no. I missed him, too. How about a fresh one? How about Chris? Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey. hey. What's it's, up? It's Crystal from earlier. Oh, from earlier. Hey, hey guys. Crystal from Garden City? Yep, that's me. So you, you've seen me before. Like You've been, like, 100 feet away from me before, haven't you? <laughs> well, okay, how do I... Mute this. Um, just yes. turn down your computer volume. Just leave. You were like 30 feet away pause. Just leave. Okay. Uh, she, she can you guys hear me? Yeah, you your undivided yes. attention to us. <laughs> Alright, I was wondering. Okay, um, what are your favorite houses? Ooh. Mine. Hmm. I love Can we get this question? I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know enough. I've heard this question before. We don't know Sorry. enough. Sorry. Um, no, that's all right. We get it. A, we get it a lot, but I, I guess it's just your personal opinion. It's not like any of us putting a lot of deep thought into it. At least I don't. Maybe Eric does. My but. favorite house is Andrew's house. <laughs> oh, <it's>, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite house is the bro. Yeah, okay, yeah I'm a puff, so I was just wondering. A Hufflepuff? Yeah, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I am. I'm a loyal puff. <laughs> you what, what, year, what, what year are you in high school right now? I'm actually, I'm a, I'm just in college now. Oh, are you assistant coach or something for the Garden City High School? No, I was with my friend. Oh, you were, <laughs> okay. Do you, do you know Caleb, Caleb Jesse? That's good. Who? Caleb Jesse. Yes. Okay, the good, good thing we're giving everyone's names out now. All right, thanks. Exactly. Thanks for <laughs> And I'm sure okay, hold on. My sister learn about your friends, but you know. All right, my sister would like to say hi. She's like obsessing. Hold on. Oh no, no. Ben, she oh, does for DNA, just like you. Hey. Hello. This hey. Is, um, this is um Kiri. You guys pronounced it wrong. It's Kiri. Kiri. Oh. Kiri. Kiri. Yeah. Spell it. Yeah, Kiri uh-huh. Crystal. K E E R I. Oh, how would, you, how would you mispronounce that? Ben. <laughs> Alright, talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah, bye. Alright, bye. Uh, one important note to everyone, make sure that you uh, keep your thing 
down. Keep your mic low. All right, let's try uh, call caller. someone else in here. Uh, hello, caller. You're live on MuggleCast Live, the number one Harry Potter podcast online. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Oh, my God. Did I get in? No, uh, yes. no, no, oh my you God. so did not. No, you, you didn't did make it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no. your, your eagerness, but try to remain calm as uh, we speak. Thank you for calling. How are you doing, caller? Please don't. Uh, how's it going? How are you guys? Oh, my God. Uh, so John Noe. I'm fine. How are you? Is, is this John Noe? What? <laughs> Who? John, what? No. Well, we're just under the assumption because... No, well, right, but we're just under the assumption because it says in your Skype name, John Noe. Oh, no, no, I'm just a John Noe fan is all. That is oh, good. okay. It sounds like John Noe. It smells like John Noe. Oh, it must smell, smell pretty darn good. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like strangely intrigued. crab cakes. Hmm. So, so how is this going? Is this going good? How long are you doing this for? Uh, minus the uh, voice calls, I think it's going okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, uh, even listening. That's cool. I was, I was trying to get it to work, and I'm, I'm I don't know. It, it, does it work good with Firefox? Because I couldn't get it to listen. Yeah, we're we're limiting how many people can connect, though. So chances are. Oh, you're, hey, wait. You must be looking for my really? connection and blocking it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, guys, we got your IP. Guys, is there enough room for John on on this? Clearly, there is, because he's talking to us right now. I mean, I mean, like for John and everybody else. Oh, no, no. Oh. We only have one extra spot. We're getting lots of calls. So yeah. why don't we say goodbye to John? Oh, no. So John, so I'll say, we'll see you in Vegas. John. Yeah, and John, yeah. I'm not going. I had to cancel my ticket. You're not going to Vegas? Oh, yeah. No. He is too. I'm going to be in Atlanta. No. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I forgot to announce that. Speaking no, we know. John. No, we know. No, we know. What? What? No, no, you got to be in Vegas. How come I don't see Ben's name there? How is he talking to us? I'm, I'm, so at, confused. I'm at Andrew's house. He's at uh, the Andrew's oh, studio. Right. You're playing on your play date. Yeah. Hey, his mom <laughs> dropped her mouth in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, John, who's yeah, your favorite Mugglecaster? Oh, Muggle it's a tough call. Um, I'm a huge Jamie fan. Aww. And Micah. Is Micah in here? No, no. Micah's not here. Oh, crap. He didn't lose this episode, though. Yeah, he, already, yeah. he already did his news? Yeah. yeah. That's great. I'm I excited for that part. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't well, let thanks. your listeners wait any longer to talk to you guys. All right. Okay. I will take my leave. Vegas. Thank you, John. See, See you, boys. Okay, bye. Bye, John. See, that you know what's nice. funny? You know what's funny? I didn't even look at Skype, and it's, I, I said, this guy sounds like John Noe, and then I asked him, and then I looked, and it was John Noe. To be fair, Eric, you that, a voice that could, expert. Was John, that, you know? I mean, it's like... He sounded like him, and it was. Yeah, that's because it was. <laughs> One more caller. I like this guy's Skype icon. Aaron, are you there? Uh, whoa. Holy crap. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Holy crap, we have children here, you know? Oh, oh, we do? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, do I think so. What's going on, Aaron? Um. Welcome to Muggle Nutcast 49. Title: The Disaster <laughs> Call-In Show. Well, the, my iTunes is like, well, okay. I'll pause your iTunes. It will make it a lot better. Yeah, pause it. That's it, Kevin Stack. Hey, so what's what's okay. on your mind? What do what are you calling for? Uh, well, uh, the Horcruxes. I just want to know, like, them? how do you think they're destroyed? Because we don't really know how. <laughs> Flush them down the toilet. 
and hope you never see them. No, I mean, it's a good question. Are they, I'm assuming you're saying, are they, like, indestructible unless you use a certain method, or... Yeah. Probably. Like, we don't know how the ring was destroyed. I would, I would assume yeah. there was some sort of magic to sort of, like, vanquish the, uh... The piece of the soul that's within the item. You have to remember that after you're not really destroying the item because obviously the ring was still um, together and stuff like that. So I would guess there was hey. a certain method to remove it. Thank God. Okay. Eric, what do you think? How do you destroy Horcruxes? Uh, in the cave. Um, people are still wondering what that green liquid actually did. People are like, well, did it make Dumbledore relive his worst memory? Did it make Dumbledore, uh, you know, feel pain? He was all like, oh, it's my fault. Things like that. I'm going to actually quote the book here. Um, I just, hold on, I need to find the exact pages. But when Dumbledore drinks the green liquid, now remember when they first go into the cave and they see it, uh, it's described, the green fluid and the stone basin, it, it's actually described as being reminiscent of the uh, pensive. Just, you know, just one, one, one word, you know, something like that. Uh, it says, no more, please, no more. These are the things that Dumbledore cries out. I want to die, I want to die, make it stop, make it stop, I want to die, kill me, also. It's all my fault, it's all my fault. Please make it stop, I know I did wrong. Oh, please make it stop, and I'll never, never, never again... Dot, dot, dot. These are the kind of things Dumbledore screams out. Now, actually, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, well, what would possibly make Dumbledore say, it, you know, it's all my fault, all my fault, please make it stop, I know I did wrong. But it actually sounds like he's being punished when he's, when he's reading this. This is an instance where he's being, in fact, it reminded me, and I don't think anybody's ever come to me with this uh, particular question, but... It makes it seem like Dumbledore is actually, after drinking the green liquid, reliving what happened to the children in that cave that Tom Riddle tortured. It sounds like a little girl that, that Riddle was performing perhaps a, a Cruciatus curse on would be saying, it's all my fault, I know I did wrong, I'll never, never again do wrong, you know, he please, is a please, girl. No, no, not that. He's not long that. right there. I'll, I'll do anything, I'll do anything, please, no more, stop. You know, Eric, you're getting way too into this. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So, okay. But, but listen, so it sounds like Dumbledore is actually reliving the memory of what happened in the cave, and would that make sense? Would, does that mean that Voldemort's, um, you know, Horcruxes, in order to destroy them, you have to relive that particular moment in his life? Or, basically, the question is, is this making him relive... The cave moment, because is is that the function of the green goo? Because nobody knows. But it, it really seems like, and I made that connection, and I was thinking, well, maybe in order to destroy Horcruxes, maybe in order to destroy the Horcrux, you need to somehow weave your way in through Voldemort's past Voldemort. Basically, I'm just wondering, if this one Horcrux made him relive the moment in order to get at the Horcrux, I'm wondering if you actually have to seriously involve yourself in Voldemort's life or brain or mind in order to destroy them all, which means, basically, Harry's going to have to uh, prepare himself for going into Voldemort's life a little bit less comfortable 
than than he would if he were just viewing it in third person in the pensive. Um, and so maybe in answer to your question, uh, in order to destroy a Horcrux, you don't just have to know insane magic. Maybe you also have to be prepared to relive some of Voldemort's uh, happiest memories, and and in a, in a more than effective way. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, what do you think of that? Sort of flawed. Sort of flawed because after they get the Horcrux, supposedly Horcrux. He says more, um, one person couldn't do it alone. And Dumbledore did the ring alone, supposedly, I guess. Well, that that's, doesn't mean it's a flaw. That means this particular uh, Horcrux was constructed in such a way. It doesn't mean that Dumbledore didn't have to face something of Voldemort's past when destroying the ring. or some, Because if you remember, Dumbledore knew about mysteriously about the ring. He knew how... Uh, Tom took Marvelo's um, wand, and can, you know he knew all that stuff that he probably shouldn't have. He knew that Tom took Marvelo's uh, wand, went and killed his family, and implanted that uh, memory into Marvelo's mind, saying he'd done it. So maybe he learned that through his battles, just destroying the ring. Good point. Hey, Aaron. Aaron, how old are you? Uh, I'm twelve. And oh, dude! So so, Eric. Oh my gosh, age Eric! 12, you, Eric, you got your butt kicked by a twelve-year-old. Tells me that my theory, my spiel that I that I called in from Italy yeah. on this show is flawed. Aaron, I got to tell you, no? you've, got, you've got guts, Aaron. Do you work out? Uh, <laughs> you see, Eric, Eric does not has not touched weights in years. I am just well. Actually, I took uh, strength and conditioning this year, but I didn't before that. But you failed miserably. What yeah, grade did you get? So, what what grade I got? I think I benched uh, one. Bench max is like one seventy. Okay. Uh, squat max. Actually, I'm starting to think we don't care. Isn't that kind of flawed? Because if you're like massive and oh no, Jamie Carter flawed. You're good. No, no, no. If you're huge and extremely strong and you could bench a million tons, then surely you're going to get an A. Whereas if you're scrawny and weak. Uh, oh no. Uh, how it was run? This is completely off topic and. It's Aaron's fault um, because Aww. he's got guts. Because he's got guts. But um, they they uh, take your max, and then you have to start practicing with seventy percent of your max of right. like whatever you can, you know, the most you can possibly do. You you take that weight by you know take seventy percent of that weight, and that's what you practice with. You do twelve. You do twelve that's reps. That sounds then, extremely it, academic. It is, it is academic, but you just build on what you can do. So it is actually not unfair, because you just start with what you could absolutely do, and then you actually improve. It's, it's very nice. It's not, it's not like everybody, okay, today we're going to be doing 300 pounds. You know, because it's... All right. All right. You know, it's, it's well. So, anyway, Aaron, do you have any other ideas about this whole Horcrux thing that you'd like to mm, Nope. Here? That was pretty much it. In that yeah. case, okay. thank you, Aaron, for calling in. Oh. Let's take oh, one more call, and they will also decide who wins that fabulous ticket to Joe Rowling, Stephen King, and John Irving in New York City on the second night. Um, who, should we pick? who should we pick? Rashmi? Okay. Rashmi, are you there? Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming Hello. to the show. Where are you from? I'm from the Caribbean. Okay, oh, I nice. recommend that you turn your uh, stream down so we don't hear it in the background. Yeah, of, I just did. Kind of. Oh, okay, thanks. But I. Is it? So you got a question? You got a question for us? 
Actually, no, I don't have a question, but I just wanted to say thank you because you've made the MuggleCast fan chat more um, lively than it has been in a very long time. Uh, we have like over 30 people good. in there right now. Oh, the yeah. And ben, yeah. Ben, Lisa says hi. Hi, Lisa. I love you. That's <laughs> because right, you guys are um, talking over I am, too. And she also says that you need to marry Hannah. Aww. Well, we've already had one marriage proposal too many on the show today. I'm, I'm already marrying Andrew's sister, so I don't know if I can do that. Okay, and there's the Andrew's <laughs> sister joke for the day. <laughs> Wait, so rash right. me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is Caribbean, you? then? <laughs> it is Pirates Sorry? of the Caribbean? Uh, Pirates yes, of the Caribbean? Yes, oh. Yes, it is. Okay, I win about $30. Uh, pay up. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the MuggleCast fan chat is the little uh, chat that goes on on AIM pretty much 24-7, and fans of the show go in to talk to one another about uh, the show, how, and I mean, how, this is the first live cool chat, this is a great... Yeah, occasionally, I mean, they have to moderate that part because it occurs <laughs> so often. <laughs> Rushby, can you please pick a number between 1 and 136? 131. That's not your fair. final answer. And that's not really fair to the people who submitted it more than last minute. I Hold think on, like, something that, that wasn't last minute. That wasn't last minute. Oh, it's that wasn't last minute at all. It's not worked. Um, getting it up here. Ah, uh, Gmail. The winner of the J.K. Rowling Alive in New York City Night Two, who has to also pick up the pot or the ticket at the podcast on August second, or else you cannot go. Is Ben. Nicole from Wayne, Pennsylvania. So, congratulations, Nicole. Be there in New York City, or else... When you said that, it sounded like you meant the winner of the uh, ticket is Ben. And I thought, but... (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, wow, that's correct. Ben's always a winner in my book. (laughs) Well, I will be... We'll email Nicole and let her know, just in case she's not listening anymore. Oh, wait, guys, Nicole. Nicole is in in the MuggleCast fan chat. Yes, yeah, she. Oh, is she? Anyway. Tell her, tell her to Skype the. Uh, tell her to Skype Andrew M N the username. Hang on, hang on. I uh, will. Hold on. Where's I gotta find Nicole? We'll she's in, she's in the. Uh, who? Damn it! Who's Nicole? Everybody's like, congrats, Nicole, and then nobody's Nic- saying who who Nicole is. Nicole is surf and cool chick twelve. Oh. I, oh, wait, oh you can't. Do, wait, you can't yeah. do that. But thank you. Um, thank you, Rashmi. Uh, and cool. Okay, I'm gonna. I am her. So wait, that's amazing. So she's actually okay. in the, uh, she's a an active uh, listener and stuff. Hopefully she'll call in. Thank you. Is is her call Ecolne? Is her name Ecolne? Yeah, no, Nicole. Complete breach of the data descriptions act. Sorry, data protection <laughs> act. <laughs> Complete breach right. of anything Jamie wouldn't do. Thank you, Rashby, for calling. We'll get her in here. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Bye. Yeah. Our live feedback continues to pour in. I'd like to thank Peter for emailing uh, a good 40 times with the same statement. New nickname for Micah, the microphone. I'm pretty sure we brought that up on last week's show. <laughs> I oh, we by the way, it is, it's a Colne, uh, Andrew. Nicole-ne? A Colne. If you could... A Colne? Then everyone We've only given it up a million times. Like E. Coli, yeah. with a uh, hyphen and N-A-Y. Nicole, are you there? Hello? Nicole. Nicole! Hi. 
Hi. Congratulations, Rashmi just won you. Thank you. A ticket. Yeah. I know. You're going to be. It's so amazing. Oh wait. Yeah, I am. Actually, I have a really quick story to tell you. Oh, then tell us, but before you do it, can you back away from your mic a little bit? Yeah, Thanks. sure. Go about ten feet back. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, when we were on here last time for the MuggleCast Live, it failed, and so me and three other people, uh, Derek, London, and Rhiannon, Rhiannon's actually a transcriber for you guys, we made our own podcast, Ooh. and it's on http colon slash slash click dot two slash marauders map. And also, I won the ticket, and I'm giving it to um, Rhiannon, who is our transcriber, because I'm already going to the podcast. Oh, awesome. Aww. That's very that's well and also, Andrew, Andrew, I was at the Phillies game, but I didn't see you. Oh, were you the girl who emailed me? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking for you, only I didn't know what you looked like, so it was kind of hard to pick you out. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of hard. <laughs> but yeah, it was Thanks. so exciting, no. But thank you so much for picking me. Or, and oh, thank you, well, Rashmi, thank, too. Uh, thank Rashmi, yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, uh, so, can I ask um, a question? Sure, or are you sure. guys done that Why now? not? Well, I no, had a no. question for um, the J.K. Rowling thing, but it didn't work when I sent it in. It just kept saying error. Um, I had a question like uh, for about Horcruxes. What do you guys think? Do you have to um, make them immediately after you've killed somebody, or do you think you have to make them... Like, Is there a specific amount of time, or can you make them at any time? I think you, I think you, I think make, you make them any time. Any time. Any time. Yeah. Whenever. Any time? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yep. No, because I think it's it, it was something that had to be done during the exact act, the, the most heinous act of nature when your soul actually splits. The way Slughorn described it, I thought it had to be done exa- like at then. Because if you remember, Dumbledore said he thinks that um, Voldemort went to the Potter's house with only six Horcruxes, or sorry, five Horcruxes. He, he, he was one Horcrux short, and he was, uh, quote-unquote, no doubt uh, preparing to make his sixth Horcrux, meaning seven parts of soul, with the murder of the Potters. Yes, but that doesn't mean that you have to do it immediately. Um, I think the it does. argument The argument that I would take against that is that the damage to your soul is never repaired. So therefore, but you, you can't, can't always take your fragmented soul yeah. and separate it. Yeah, maybe, kind of like a hard drive. <laughs> maybe, yeah. But that's what I would think. I would say any time after you commit the murder because the damage is already done. But now, here's a question, and I guess I'll go on to what Nicole was saying. Um, the whole thing where you split your soul and you make it, or you, you know, you split your soul, assuming that he splits it uh, six times, are those six even parts of your soul, or is it actually exponential, where you'll split it in half, and then half again, and then half again, and then half again? So does more, does one particular Horcrux have more of a soul in it than the others, or are they all spread out evenly? What do you guys well, think? Well, you have to remember that each time he separated his soul, he also became less human. And if that's the case, that means that um, it does, you may it be able mean. to... You may yeah, be able yeah, to yeah. split it multiple times, as many times as you want, but each time you're separating yourself and destroying yourself. Well, that doesn't really answer my question. Right, but, is, well, yeah, to answer his question, I think he means, okay, you, the first time you split it, then you have two halves. The next time you split it, you have a fourth, and eventually you get you down nothing, to... You have exactly, uh, yeah. You have one forty-nine. Yeah, you, you have so no, little of a soul that you're... 
not human, really. But, but what exactly does it mean to have Nose? I mean, Dumbledore said that when, when Voldemort possessed Harry, he finally realized the, the comparison of a whole and untarnished soul against his own. But we've, you know, Mo- Voldemort can still be an amazing dictator and still kill a lot of people um, with his 149th soul or whatever, whatever it is, however that works, even 17th soul. He can still kill a lot of people and he can still do so much. So do you guys think, what, what do you speculate might be the, uh, you know, the, the outcome of having so little a soul? I mean, apparently it has a great deal to do with everything, but he's still very much alive and he can still cast spells and he's still incredibly powerful. Um, I think that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't actually think of any word that in the English language that you haven't said in that sentence, Eric. <laughs> but that doesn't, that doesn't sum anything up. No, I think that's a good point. I, but um, he's still got his magical power. He's still got his, uh, you know, the spells. He can still. I just think he can't feel. He can't love. He can't feel emotion. He can't do exactly. all those things. But he can still kill people, which I'm sure he's happy about. I like that. Nicole, you still there? Yes. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks for okay. answering my questions. Oh, where should I pick no, it up? No. Should I just, like, come up to you guys, or what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, send you, I'll send you an email. On. You know oh, okay, thanks. That's right, Kevin Steck. Thanks, well, and listen, everybody, I love you, Andrew, Ben, Kevin, Jamie, Eric... Oh, she remembers Pennsylvania. Oh, and Laura and Micah. And Laura and Micah. What about me? Pennsylvania, right? What are you yes, like I, I do. Nicole? Where, where, where in Pennsylvania? We'll, we'll hook up. Um, near Philadelphia. Don't give away. Yeah, I'm, uh, you, give yeah, I'm location. under an hour away from Philly. Eric's going to stalk you. Eric's going to stalk you. Here, look up Reading and email me. Just it's reading, okay. actually. We'll hang out at Wawa. And I'll get a vanilla. I'll get a vanilla mochi. Okay, everybody okay. listen to MuggleCast and listen to the podcast that must not be named. We're Googleable. Googleable. Bye, Nicole. Bye. Thank you for the question. Bye. So, everybody, that does it for us from our podcasting center in New Jersey. <laughs> um, well, the, you what, know, Jamie? it hasn't exactly been an hour. We've been off air a lot. <laughs> well, well this oh, was Jamie, a- do you have a joke? I do. Well, you see, I felt kind of guilty that um, that uh, I had repeated the same joke that I've repeated before. And, in fact, Lisa, 16, from New York, says, Hi, Jamie, I always love your British joke of the day. Thank you, but I couldn't resist mentioning this. I'm sure other people will write in with the same comment. Well, I believe you, that you have, in fact, said your wasp joke on a previous episode of MuggleCast. It's all good, though, because I had forgotten the punchline. Thank you, Jamie, I cannot yeah. believe you. You uh, it- so, uh, to speak, sorry for this, I have got a new, previously unheard ever joke, okay? So, I'll Ooh. start now. That's it. You won't ever have heard this before, ever, okay? This is the other one, right? I, uh, yeah, this is new, this is new, okay? Ready? Before you oh, say it, before you say it, hold on, before you say it, uh, once everyone's finished hearing the joke, go to mugglecasts.com slash live and let Jamie know what you think. Give it a rating of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, go ahead. I'm okay. already zeros. So, as I said, it's brand new. You won't have heard this before. There's this guy, okay? And he's an absolute expert on wasps, okay? He's the best expert ever on wasps, okay? (laughs) He's the absolute world expert, okay? And he's walking down... In fact, no, I can't be bothered with this now. You won't have heard the uh, start of that joke before. I'll finish it off next week, though. I don't get it. Why'd you stop? 
because because well, what happens to the air wasp expert? He's just no, walking down the street until no, but that, but it was supposed to gain a laugh from the fact that I'd uh, said it again. The actual joke isn't going to be we, funny the third time. Uh, Gmail is flooded with that's not funny, Jamie. Get a real life. Oh no, email. that's just rude. Okay, okay, then I'll come up with a quick one. Um, here's, um, here's a quick feedback: zero for quality, ten for effort. I like that. Okay then. Ben from North Carolina. That joke deserves a ten. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay then. Did you hear the joke about the butter? And as Eric should have said, no, "No, I didn't. Tell me the joke about the butter. And the answer is no. I won't tell you the joke about the butter. You'll only spread it. (laughs) (laughs) He says, "Well, there's no. Don't stop now." Is he still going on about that? You're on a roll. That's really weird. Skype has this new filter that, that automatically disconnects a person okay, who's saying these jokes and make no sense. Before we go, a couple last-minute reminders. There will be no MuggleCast next week because we are going to be in Vegas live. Um, live. Right, but we're, we're still going to have the Loomis one that will be released on the feed and will be uh, live, as I just said. And um, do not forget to live episode... Yes, yes, we're going to be live, in case I didn't mention. And do not forget, everyone, please call in, not right now, because we're connected to it, please call in one two one eight twenty magic or the Australian or uh, uh, England num- number. British, British number. UK. It's England. UK, there you go. British, British it's not British. UK numbers to leave your favorite moments from the show and any other thoughts um, that you UK-ish have about number. some MuggleCasts. And we'll be, we'll be running them on episode 51. Don't forget our phone number, 128-20-MAGIC. The other numbers you can find online, the P.O. Box, Ben. P.O. Box, 223, Moundridge, Kansas, 67107. Send anything. I actually bring people their stuff this week, so... Wow. Yeah. Start sending mm-hmm. your Christmas cards now. Yeah, so, um, to Jamie. I've said this before, <laughs> but uh, 2015. You, yep. you, you might just make the next millennium if you send them now. Yeah. Well, that does it for us here on MuggleCast. Once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I am Ben Chain. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Eric Skull. No, I, I'm Eric Skull. I'm back. Oh. Thanks for inviting me back when we were closing. <laughs> and I'm Jamie Lawrence. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night. Goodbye. Oh, Jamie. Yes, yes, Andrew. Oh, Jamie, you're our first caller. <laughs> well, hey, I'd just like to say that I uh, really like Jamie. I think his jokes are absolutely excellent. Uh, I've always liked him so much. I think his points are fantastic. So, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks but, very much. But, 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 hey, don't you think that Jamie reuses the same jokes over and over again I, when you say that's a fair estimate? I think, he might do, I think he might do sometimes, but to be honest, his way of telling them is just uh, so fantastic. I, I'm enthralled from beginning to end and uh, after I come out of this amazing you know sort of daydream hearing this joke I'm so amazed I can't even remember my own names you know